in by Kulusevski. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Up the Spurs podcast. I can't even speak this morning, Ian. This is our second time running this intro, uh, and I, I don't feel great about it, but we're going to continue on. How you doing, Ian? Well, I'm doing great. Um, you know, you not being able to speak is probably just all the excitement we've got for the stuff we've got coming up. So much today. joy. So much joy for this uh, little run sheet that we threw together. Um, and, and that brings me to my first point. If you... The listeners, all 19 of you out there, if you have any thoughts or comments that you'd like to say about the podcast, you can send them uh, to our Twitter. That's the only form of social media we probably will go on, uh, which is the Up the Spurs pod. Um, If we do have enough fans, maybe we will dive into the world of Patreon, but that sounds like a lot of work right now for something where we, I repeat, have 19 listeners, but we are so lucky to have all of you. And we love uh, all of you. We, we do love all of you. Um, yeah. So we're done with friendlies. And I don't know. Did you end up, did you ever get Spurs play? I have not yet. I know you've sent me the login. That's fine. It's been a wild couple of weeks. Season's about to start. Be all yeah. over it soon as, uh, as soon as this weekend comes. Yeah. And I will say Spurs play for watching the friendlies. Pretty lovely, and I am looking forward to the uh, under-21 matches. Uh, They're filming all of those, and so we can get a good look at the youngsters. Uh, Some of them here, some of them moving out on loan, but we will touch on that later. Uh, Friendlies, they're done. We'll touch on this really quickly. Uh, Roma, we ended up losing uh, 1-0 to our very good former friend, Jose Mourinho. Uh, It was a rough game. Really rough game. Yeah, lots, lots of lots of pushing, lots of intensity. Yelling. Intensity for a for a preseason friendly as well. Um, exactly. Yeah, bloody it's, foreheads. Was... <laughs> Romero almost killed someone. It was great, and you know, even though we lost, and Mourinho's Roma was wasting time thirty five minutes into the match, and I swear, Rui Patricio wasted. I want to say a good nine minutes on goal kicks. It was fun. It was absolutely fun. And I had a great day watching it. Um, out of that, though, uh, good minutes in the legs for some of the lads. Um, Longley, he got 45 minutes in. Uh, I know you watched some highlights on him. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, really impressive going forward. I Again, I, I know we've talked about it before, but I kind of withheld opinions or really any expectations of him um but watching him against roma saw a lot of positives some really good uh crosses going in some good driving play from center back going forward um it's it's you know i think he he's stepping in pretty well for davies who i know was in a bit of good form towards the end of last season but Mm -hmm. i'm uh i'm excited to see what he does in the prem and how how much he fits into our squad and what we can build off of that going forward. Right. And I think with during the friendly with Roma just absolutely parking the bus as a Jose team does, uh Longley coming on for that 
second half, it kind of really gave you the nice vision of how we might set up against, um, I don't know, uh, right. a Nottingham Forest, a Bournemouth, yeah. a team that's just going to compact uh, and put 11 in their own half. Uh, Longley really didn't have to do much defending, and all he was really doing was trying to create from left center back, which that's fine with me. If uh, if we're behind and we need a goal, I'm more than yeah. happy. It's kind of weird. Your super sub is a left center back uh, just to <laughs> kind of ping in some crosses. Um, <clears throat> really quickly, uh, there were a few things from the match I did want to touch on. Uh, the worst referee in the world, uh, <laughs> Kane, somehow uh, fouled a Roma player while getting thrown to the ground, uh, and it wasn't given as a PK. And then I do have a question for you, Ian. Um, okay. I'm going to go through a few players on the team and I want you to say, yes, I'd rather have them on free kicks than Harry Kane <laughs> or no. Ready? Let's go. Sonny. A hundred percent. Kulazewski. Yes. Richarlison. Probably say yes. Okay. So we're three for three. Hugo Lloris. Oh, Another one. <laughs> Perisic. Ooh. Are we are we shooting? Oh ball yeah, in? we're shooting. We're this shooting. is 20, I mean, 25 yards. We're in range. Yeah. Um Basuma. I think, I think it, it, okay. It, it might actually be easier to say who we wouldn't. Because I, I know I know Dyer's already in there. Yeah, Dyer's in the mix. Want him on that. Yeah. Probably probably wouldn't have Romero. Wouldn't have Longley or I, I will say Davies. I feel like Longley and Romero could have like a, a David Luis knuckleball, you know. <laughs> Anything. Just... Let's just put it this way: there are many routes I would take before putting Kane on a free yes. kick to score from. He, as much as of a striker as he is, <laughs> as much as I'd love to see him bag one, it's just not happened, and somebody else needs to step in. And every time he lines up, I'm thinking. It's going in. Like this is the one, man. Yep. And it it hits the shin of (laughs) of a guy in the wall. Uh, Hopefully, with the new set piece coach, who apparently has fifteen thousand different set piece plays, hopefully he can create one where Kane puts it into the upper corner. Um, But yeah, not much to speak about uh, for the friendly. I did have a fun fact that is coming out before uh, the Premier League season. Uh, And did you know, Ian, that the EPL squad that receives the highest proportion of abusive tweets overall is Tottenham Hotspur? How crazy is that? Come out earlier. That that honestly surprised me. Like I get it. It's a bit of a meme to to be Spursy. Like I I get it. Bottling it. It's been in our history. but, you know, I'm, I was genuinely surprised that we were ahead of United. Right. It, right. That's what I don't get. Like, put a second. We're fine. Hey, we're, we're happy to finish second in that place. Uh, the findings were released uh, today on Tuesday uh, by communications regulator Ofcom. Um, and Harry Kane was also listed as the fifth player, the fifth most player, to be abused online by social media wow. uh, users. Can you name the four that are in front of him? 
Well, I, I know we're, see, we're starting off I, the show with a lot of a lot of questions. So I'm sorry. We'll, I love we'll move past no, this in a bit. I saw I saw at least two of them, which I think are one and two, are Ronaldo and McGuire. That is correct. That is definitely correct. If I had to guess on the next two, Lukaku probably would have been in there. As much as I'd like to say Marcus Alonso, I just don't think enough people talk about him. <laughs> maybe, maybe even Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandez is fourth. Yes. Okay. And you're missing, you're missing a, a kind of big one, Marcus Rashford. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but, and, and then, which I'm also shocked, Saka isn't somehow up there after the whole Euro debacle, which was yep. terrible in its own regard. Um, but all man U players, and even the two players after Kane, Fred and Lingard. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Kind of crazy. That's and, shocking. And you know all the abuse that's coming like for Kane is non-Spurs supporters. So, yeah. I mean, we love Harry Kane. Actually, we are in love with Harry Kane. Let's put it that way. Oh. And he will sign a new contract. Prediction of the year. Uh, <clears throat> by the end of... Uh, but before the World Cup starts, he'll sign something. Yeah. I have a good feeling. Transfers. We had some movement. We Just actually movement. had some movement. Uh, do you want to talk? About the transfer. Yeah. yeah. So what we've seen uh, confirmed. Here we go. Confirmed Fabrizio. We have Joe Roden out to Ren. Um, it was a loan for the season with a buy option of 20 million. It's not mandatory, but can we just, can we just touch on 20 million for Joe Roden? That's kind of crazy. I, we, 12, we bought him for 12 or something. It was like 12 Which million. Even then seemed high right, right yeah maybe we're, i know like Mourinho had good things to say about him and the welsh team has great things to say about him but i don't see 20 million but hey if, if i mean if we can offload him for 20 million or if he goes and has a fantastic season and comes back better it's, it's a bit of a win-win you know it, right worst thing that could happen is what happens with uh Lo Celso and dombele right out on loan buy option doesn't get triggered and they come back and we don't know what to do with them. Exactly. And the thing with Joe Roden is he's had Mourinho who I think we, I think we all know that Mourinho wanted Ruben Diaz. uh, But after that became apparent that he was not going to get him, uh, he kind of had to settle uh, for Roden and Nuno had him uh, even Ryan Mason had him for a little bit, but whatever. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and, uh, and Conte had him and no one really fancied him. So I don't know if, if you can, if you can make some coinage on him, uh, mm-hmm. leaving all fine by me personally. Uh, yeah. I and wish Ligon, him the best. Oh yeah. Ligon's probably a, a great league for him to get some minutes in. Right. Um, and speaking of getting minutes in, we saw Dane Scarlett out to Portsmouth on loan. Yes. The Pompey. Love that. Uh, that'll, love that it. I, it's perfect for him. Like oh, yeah. Portsmouth are excited about it. We're excited about it. That is mm-hmm. mutually beneficial across the Great board. support on Twitter for Dane Scarlett from the uh, Pompey fans, which is great to see. And then we had another lovely striker that went on on loan. Our good Troy friend, Parrott. Troy Parrott. Yes. And he went to, oh my God, it's not on the run sheet. Preston? Yes. Ah, oh, Preston North End. Yeah. Thank you for saving my butt. Uh <laughs> He, I believe they drew zero zero 
and he had two very good chances. Okay. So, I know they were playing uh, the baggies. Um, and up the baggies. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one flew under the radar a bit. Honestly, mm. I, I didn't even know he left on loan until I went through the championship games and saw West Brom played that team. So obviously I'm going to check in on them. I saw they played Preston and I saw Troy Parrott on there and I said, oh, I didn't know that happened. But hey, again, good for him to go get some minutes in. And I think right. he, uh, I think he even came out and said something along the lines of, you know, he, he kind of knows his place right now is he needs minutes. He needs to go somewhere where he can develop into a player that can play for Tottenham, which I love hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think what we've had as far as outs go so far, beautiful. Right. And then we got some rumors of uh, Regulon, uh, Tanganga and La Celso, um, La Celso Villarreal. Uh, if you're listening to this, just pay up, pay the money, please. You love him. You know, you want him. You're going to get him eventually. So have him for the start of the season. I don't know. Uh, we don't want him anymore. And I know right now, I think it's looking like a loan with a buy option. Just buy him. Like, I don't care. Pay it over 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Do the the old Barca swing, but exactly. the buy option kind of surprised me on the sell. So that it's 12 million, which just to bring it back to this, Joe Roden is worth 20 million. Right. Celso cannot be worth 12 like that, that. That doesn't math. No, but either way, at this point, he's not fitting in the squad. No, as much as I think we should get more for him. Just get him off the books. Just get him off the books. Uh, similar with Regulon, Tanganga, Milan was sniffing around. I mean, it, it's kind of in the same vein of Winks and Ndombele. Everything's just kind of gone cold. I There was rumors about Galatasaray and Marseille for Ndombele, but man, everything for Winks is just bone dry. And I swear to God, if we see him on the bench for the <laughs> Southampton game, it which oh skippy skippy do you see what happened Skip? six weeks uh, rumored cut on his foot yeah and they said it like got to the bone but didn't like yeah it. apparently some of the players in training had to uh had to move away and we're getting a bit ill looking at what was ian, going on with this ian foot. Arch, so it the lovely touchline reporter love to see it thank you ian for that <laughs> riveting report uh <laughs> Yeah, and I think I saw a rumor that it was Emerson that did it. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, no, I don't know how real that is. Yeah. But uh, and that 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 brings us to our ends. Um, mm-hmm. Zaniolo is like the only link that we still have. I think there was something about like Max Kilman from Wolves today. Uh, then there was something about. If we do buy Zaniolo, it'll be like a loan with an option to buy, which is a Paratici special. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing that got me was Conte says he would probably play him at right wing back. Well, Conte didn't say that verbatim, but okay. it's the rumor. And so I'm going to go back to it. Hmm. Darty, Spence, Lucas Mora, Emerson Royale, Sometimes Kulazewski, he said in an interview a few days ago, like, yeah, I can play right wing back. If we still have Tanganga. If we still, exactly. If we still have Tanganga and uh, 
Marcel Lavinier or oh, Lavinier yeah. uh, in the youth academy, and then Zaniolo. I know Keep the right covered. wing. Yeah, I know the right wing back position is not great, and that we wanted depth there. But I think seven players is a little overboard. A little too deep. That's the deep end. You know what? Screw it. Play a right back. Play a right wing back. Play a right midfielder, and then a right winger. And we're on the right side. Exactly. Oh, that's some, <laughs> that's some high school soccer tactics right there. The Murph special there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, but everything's kind of gone cold. Uh, season's beginning in, I don't know, roughly four or five days. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think we need to bring anyone else in? Only one. I, I know I've said this pretty much every episode, all two now. Uh, just another center back. I feel like we're still we're still missing just that one really strong center back. And if not a really strong starting center back, at least somebody to come in with knowing that Davies has got a knock. And, you know, if we pick up one injury, we're looking a little light back there. Right. I think just, just a center back would be fantastic. I know we're looking for that creative midfielder still, but Mm -hmm. personally I'd like to just see us focus on that center back. Yeah. Kind of like put all the eggs into, like something rather than potentially getting both of them and ending up with no one. Um, yep. What about and, you? What are you feeling? Yeah, no, I, I think you're dead on. Uh, long leg covers Davies or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sanchez and Romero. Sure. Um, we just don't have competition for Dyer. And that's the thing that like, we need someone. I mean, I love Dyer. I think he's been great. If he doesn't go to Qatar, with the England squad, I'll be frustrated. Um, but I don't know. Like, I I don't know who the heck. There was rumors of, like, Malinkovic from mm. Fiorentina, 6'4". Uh, we were looking at him, like, a year ago, two years ago, maybe. Um, but I think he signed a new contract. I, I don't know. I, I want a set-piece threat. I want a lot of things. But center back, I'm agreeing with you on that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> lastly, there was a, I'm going to mention this a few times in the episode, uh, tweets from the Spurs, uh, Twitter sphere. Uh, and it was from underscore 23 AU and they tweeted, can we stop trying to convince ourselves that Richarlison was a good signing? Hot take Ian. What do you think about the signing of Richarlison? Would you rather have had, I don't know, Gabrielle Jesus? Um, another forward, no one, maybe keep Troy Parrott around. I don't know. Bring Ooh. back Vincent Jansen. I don't know. <laughs> that that's one I've, I've genuinely gone back and forth on because Charleston is good enough to start right. most squads. And yeah. had this been last year before we signed Kulisevsky, he would have broken in now. I, he does kind of scare me in the fact that our front three could be thrown off because of who he is. Like, I want to see Son, Kane, and Kulisevsky. That is, that's our front three. When we start throwing Richarlison in, I love him if he's happy coming off the bench. He's happy playing every other game if there's fatigue, whatever. I know we have an insane schedule this year, so I'm not, I'm not upset at bringing him in. I... I'm a bit nervous 
I wouldn't say it's a bad signing, but I, if I had everything in front of me beginning a transfer window, I probably would have liked to see us sign somebody else, maybe like a young striker who's probably not quite Richarlison level, just a step below. But in the end, like if having him, I don't see it damaging us. Um, I'm just curious to see what Conte does from here. Is he going to try and fit him in and share time with Kulisevsky? Is he going to, yeah, I'm just really curious to see how this actually ends up, but I wouldn't go as far to say he's a bad signing. Okay. That's kind of my take too. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing, I, I don't, I don't think he starts. I think he comes off the bench, but like 60 minutes in, we haven't. He's, yeah, he's got like, the energy to come on and make a difference, and yeah. like he's he can finish. He's Brazil's number nine. Like, in fact, he's riding our bench is a little bit of a statement for right. us. But you know, I'm yeah. It, he seems exactly like the type of player that you want coming on, and with thirty minutes left in the game, right? And that's the thing. It's like two years ago we were like, yes, Kane, Son, Lucas, L- Lucas. And after that, Bergvine. I and then yeah. there's just no one. And so now it's good that we're like, I man, I don't know. Is he all right sitting on the bench? Because you know, that's that competition that Conte definitely wants. So I'm excited for that. Speaking of incomings, uh, Ian, we're gonna do a fun little section uh, where we are going to rank the other top six teams' windows. Okay. Okay. Right now, really quickly, I'm gonna read off all of them okay just to get it out of the way yep. uh and once again this is the most updated version we have of confirmed signings so manchester city uh they brought in holland calvin phillips and ortega um a goalkeeper from the bundesliga i will uh, say with city yes. just because i'm looking at it here yeah, i think fine. it's worth mentioning uh alvarez coming back in Ah, yes. Because he's not a new signing, but he's finally come back in. Julian Alvarez, he's a, yeah. Uh, He's going to be be a stud. Yeah. Um, And on the outs for Manchester City, Gabriel Jesus, uh, Zinchenko, Raheem Sterling, Pedro Porro, and Fernandinho. Uh, Liverpool, Inns, Darwin Nunez, Fabio Carvalho, and Calvin Ramsey, youngster. And on the outs, they lost Mane, uh, Nico Williams, Minamino, and Marco Grujic, who I believe and, uh, another person, Origi. Oh yes, Origi on a free. Gosh, yep. once again, this is why Ian's here, guys. If I was doing this by myself, oh my god. Uh, and I believe Marco Grujic was Klopp's first signing at Liverpool. Oh, I don't wow. know, off the top of the dome. I don't know. That might be wrong. That's probably <laughs> wrong. Uh, Chelsea. Inns, Raheem Sterling from Manchester City, uh, Kulabali from Napoli, and then two that were just confirmed today by our good friend Fabrizio Romano, uh, Salonia, the goalkeeper from Chicago Fire, and then Chukwameka, um, Carney Chukwameka from Aston Villa. Oh my God, I got it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I love him though. I'm so jealous. Uh, And then outs, uh, Lukaku on a loan, back to inner. Uh, Rudiger on a free and then Saul on a free. And there's rumors that Aspilicueta 
Marcus Alonso and Christensen's I'm, gone as well. Oh yeah. Christensen. Jeez. I don't even want to. It's fine. Tottenham <laughs> Hotspur, uh, Inns, Basuma, Forrester, Longley, Spence, Richarlison, and Perisic, and Outs, Bergvine, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Jack Clark, and Joe Roden. Arsenal. Inns, Zinchenko, Jesus, Fabio Vieira, Matt Turner, and Marquinhos, not the good one, the winger from Brazil. And outs, uh, oh, and they also got back uh, Saliba from loan, mm-hmm. um, who I'm, we'll get to that later. Uh, outs, Guendouzi, uh, Mavropanos, Lacazette on a free, Leno, who just went to Fulham. Yep. And then Tavares, I believe, on a loan to Marseille. Lastly, Manchester United, Inns, Erickson, uh, Martinez from Ajax, uh, Malasia um, from Feyenoord, I don't know. Uh, outs Andreas Pereira, who I believe has been there for 45 years. Uh, Pogba, Lingard, Matic, Dean Henderson on a loan, Cavani, Mata, and Lee Grant. Which, wow. You just heard a lot from me. So <laughs> tell me, who do you think out of the six so far, because a lot of changes are afoot, has had the best window and who has had the worst? Oof. This is very difficult because I would like to say that Spurs have had the best window in that we have strengthened much needed positions. Um, you know, we bought, brought in that backup striker. We've filled in some fullbacks, we got a center back. We got Basuma, got a backup keeper. It's hard to say it's not us. I'll, I'll stick with it for now, just as I'm okay. going through them. I think Arsenal probably have the second best. I think they desperately needed a striker and they got a great one in Jesus. Yeah. Their left back position was struggling last year. And Zinchenko's another solid player who can also fill in center mid. He can play quite literally anywhere. Um, Fabio Vieira, I I mean, he's a Portuguese youngster. I don't know Mm. much about him, but young player. Yeah, highly rated. Decent fee. Must be. Must be all right. Um, and then cleared a little bit of dead weight. I think they they probably needed a little bit more done to elevate them um, to overtake us in our strength of the window. But say us and Arsenal, I would put City probably next. Okay. Holland, I mean, it's just so hard to argue that signing Holland isn't one of the top transfers of the year. Um Calvin Phillips, again, filling in for Fernandinho, who's leaving, and then getting rid of some of those rotational players who were getting a little bit frustrated. Um, I put them in and around third. This is where it gets a little bit weird for me because okay, between Liverpool, Chelsea, and United, I think Chelsea signing Sterling and Koulibaly is great. Um, if they can bring in Cucurella, I would put them way up there. They got rid of Lukaku, who they needed to get rid of on loan, still getting rid of him for the year. Rudiger, losing him, is huge. I I honestly would like to put Chelsea in last, just on the fact that they've lost half their back line. They're at risk of losing more, and they haven't done enough to replace all of that. Um, United, I think 
they've cleared some of their dead weight. Right. Some of the some of the problem people as well, and Pogba and Lingard um, brought in Erickson, very upsetting. Brought in a center back, a young center back. Brought in a young fullback. You know, it's it's decent, but for the gargantuan that is United, they needed more done, especially with Ten Hag and their whole new system coming in. Right. And then Liverpool, I would say losing Mane's hurts. Signing Nunez is great and then after that it's a bit of bit of a mixed bag they didn't really bring in anybody special after Nunez right um, and then they cleared some dead weight so ranking them one to six after all that Tottenham Arsenal City United Liverpool Chelsea mm. we do need to add that Chelsea also brought in uh, Rafinha and Kunde. Uh, oh sorry oh. I'm completely wrong uh, with that, they went to Barcelona. Uh, and it's just in Barca's looking at Cucurella. That's crazy. I know. There's the potential of <laughs> Cucurella from Brighton going to Chelsea. God, if they get him, I'm going to be pissed. He's so good. Yeah. Um, I think I'm on the same. I think I'm on the same wavelength as you. Um, but I don't know. I almost, I think I put, I think I put Manu last because they've got so much they need to do. And they've spent like 13 weeks, like dilly dallying over and the young. Frankie. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't happened. Like it, it is tough to mm. say that they haven't. And <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to be bold here. So I'm going to say Manu. I'm, I'm going bottom top. Yep. Jesus, not top bottom. Uh, Manu. Liverpool, because I think losing Mane is going to kill them. Uh, And I think I think Nunez will come into his own, but I don't know. Uh, And then I'm going to put City. Um, Holland and Phillips is insane. That's a great duo to bring in, but they've lost Jesus, Zinchenko, Sterling. Like that's that's kind of killer to lose. and you kind of saw it in the Community Shield match where they just kind of lack some firepower up top. Uh, Holland's going to, listen, Holland's going to adapt. He's going to be a monster um, eventually. I, I'm then going to throw Chelsea next because I think Koulibaly is going to help them a lot. They have lost a fair amount of central defenders. Um, and I still think they bring in someone else like out of nowhere. Uh, and then I am going to say it. I think Tottenham's next, and I'm going to put Ooh. Arsenal first. The only okay. reason, the only reason is because we have not signed someone that you look at and they go, they're in the starting 11, good to go. Because we were already further along in our squad or like starting 11, mm-hmm. um, and no one's going to displace like Son and Kane. And I love Richarlison, but no one's really taking yeah. away that spot from Kulitzevsky. I think Perisic is the only one who I look at and go, that's our left. hundred percent. You're starting. Yeah. Right. But it's the, still, still a little bit. Suma is even like a, yeah, exactly. Is he going to start? Is he going to replace Hoiberg? Is he going to replace Benson Kerr? Like what's exactly what's going to happen there? Yeah. Right. It's fair. And I am throwing Arsenal first because Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus immediately come in and just 
cement a place. They make uh, the team better. They make it, make it so much better. Uh, that being said, I, I think we have the best squad bar yeah. city. Uh, just cause it's so deep. I do think we have the best the second best squad. I I'm kind of bold to say it. I do think we have one more person that comes in and bolsters it, but ah, it's whatever. Um, so that being said for the, the transfers right now, if the transfer window ended 20 seconds from now, mm-hmm. how does the top six finish? And we'll, we'll do this question later. Um, but how, how does it finish? Yeah. So I will say, I think these are the top six teams. I know there's been, I'll start with that. I think West Ham have strengthened, but I think them, if they can finish seventh, which I believe they did last season, I think if they can finish seventh again, that is improvement. I think for them finishing in the same place, just outside the top six for them is improvement. I don't think Newcastle have it yet to break into that. And I don't see anybody else. So I think these, the top six are going to be the top six. I know last episode I talked about Spurs being second, Liverpool being third. It's a possibility. And while I think it is a possibility, I'm going to go back on it. Oh, I think City and Liverpool are still one and two in that order. Right, yeah. City one, Liverpool two. Looking at Liverpool's squad again, they're, they're deeper than I thought they were. And I think maybe a bit of a hot take. I think Luis Diaz is going to be one of the players of the season. I think he, he has that drive and he's like last year coming in, he showed a bit of it. And with Mane gone now, him playing every game, I think he's going to really, really show something special this year. Bit of a hot take, but moving on from there, I think it's going to be city Liverpool one and two Spurs are going to be third. Honestly, think as much as it kills me to say, I think Arsenal are coming forth. I think they're going to make Champions League, and it pains me to say that. But I think they've improved their squad. Arteta, if we're being honest, it's this. Or if they if they don't get Champions League or win a trophy, I think the Arteta project's done. Oh like my He's gosh. been there for a long time. He's been back. He's got a squad that he likes. Odegaard is captain, who's been incredible. I think they'll they'll get fourth, and then I think it'll be Chelsea fifth, United sixth. I think I think United will play better than Chelsea, and I think towards the end of the season they'll come into they'll have a better end of the season than the start, and I think Chelsea will be in a bit of disarray losing Rudiger and Christensen. Now they might even be losing Saar as well. Um, and then not having a recognized number nine, but not playing right. like City where they don't need it. I, yeah, I think I think Chelsea will end up finishing sixth, fifth, United sixth, but it won't be pretty. Okay. Um, on Arteta, did you see? Well, first off, they have the all or nothing um, coming out on Arsenal. Spoiler alert: it's nothing, just like <laughs> it was for Spurs. Uh, but hey, hey, we can make that joke because um, we're a little old Tottenham. Uh, did you see the clip that came out today on Arteta helping the lads train for the Liverpool match at Anfield? Yeah, it was on that last four They're blasting. You'll never walk alone while they're training just to get <laughs> smashed 4-0. Oh, oh, I don't know. Like that just, 
it brings a smile to my face. <laughs> oh, fills my heart with joy. Um, I think you're right in line uh, for the top six. Yeah. I, I've got City first. I think Klopp's just gonna bitch the whole season <laughs> about how he has too many. He got injuries. his five subs. He did. He got his five subs. He's got. They've got their inhalers, and they all've got asthma. It's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prediction. Um, actually, no, no, no. I'm gonna say that. I think City finishes first. Then I think it's about 15 points. Okay. And then I think it's Liverpool, Spurs, Arsenal, Manu, West Ham. Wow. I, I think Chelsea finished seventh. And my bold take is Tuchel is the first manager in the top eight or top 10 that is sacked. I... I'm I'm so in line with you. I think he, like Chelsea's in absolute bits right now. They their squad is all over the place. Right. I I, I I hate their team. I genuinely like looking at their team and watching them play. I just it it irritates me. And I don't think I don't think we go there on the second week. And I I think it's going to be a good match. I don't think we get rocked. I better not be like last year. I don't think we win. I think we draw, mm. but there's no way it's going to be like it was the last what four games last season. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, no, I, I think Salonia doesn't start. Um, no, no, definitely not. Right. Uh, if they get Kukurea and then another center back, uh, I'll probably move them up. Mm-hmm. Let's be fair, but I'm going off her right now. Yep. Um, and I just, I don't think they're, I, I'm looking at it like Kulabali's great. He's a great player. I don't like Raheem Sterling and I'm a little biased. I don't think he's that great. Uh, I think he was good at city because they had to watch for um, Aguero, Mares, uh, De Bruyne. The whole team attacks. So exactly. it's Foden. It's Pep's system. Like you're you're gonna look good playing under Pep. Exactly. Uh and I will say I think when Holland hit the bar um hmm. from well five yards out, uh, you know what went right through Pep's head when that hit the bar? It was I wish Harry Kane was on this team. I can guarantee <laughs> that he, that he, they would be they would be centurions again. They would have a gold Premier League trophy, I, no doubt. Um, yep. Actually, but they can't beat Tottenham. It's fine. I actually have a question for you here. Oh, yeah, spicy. Holland at City, Nunez at Liverpool. Who fits in better and who comes forth quicker? Holland fits better. Actually, no. Yeah, Holland fits better. Holland comes in quicker. Hey. Darwin Nunez has had one and a half good seasons at Benfica in Portugal. Granted, Holland did it in Germany and uh, Austria. Yeah, Austria. But he also did it in the Champions League. I don't think, I don't think Nunez is, I don't think he's a, Liverpool EPL player. He's a mm. great counter-attacking player. I 
I don't see him getting really involved in the buildup as like Mane would. So I wonder if Klopp's just going to be like, bro, stay in the middle third yeah. and just, just go, just be a poacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't know. I just bold take. They both finish with under 15 goals this season. Uh, I think Holland gets injured halfway through. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. He's had so many injuries. Yeah, exactly. Um, God, I'm coming out with way too many hot takes. I should have saved them for a great episode. Four and five. Uh, hot takes. There's the episode. Uh, that's some clickbait right there. Uh, <laughs> clickbait hot takes. Um, right. We'll get to the table predictions probably after the first game week. Um, you know, or way too early hot takes, uh, for instance. Season predictions relating to Tottenham. Um, we're going to go player of the season, disappointment of the season, most goals, most assists, most red cards, and most improved. At um, Spurs? At Spurs completely. Uh, okay. I think we'll read it off. I'll go, you'll go, whatever. And then we'll sure. move on to the next one if that works. Uh, player of the season. Um, do you have a player of the season, Ian? Prediction. I think it's going to be Sun. Sun? Okay. Yep. I'm going to go with Kane. Um, I don't think he's ever won player of the season uh, for Spurs fans, um, which is kind of shocking, but it's whatever. Uh, disappointment of the season. I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> I think it's going to be Spence because, and I like to preface this because I'm allowed to preface when it's a negative thing. Mm-hmm. I, and actually, no, no, no. I'll get on to that because we have a questioner, question from a listener, and I'll, I'll dive into that later. Okay. Disappointment of the season for you, Ian. It's, I'm between two. And it, they come from different points. So I'm just going to say them both. I think one is going to be Richarlison. I think, I think there's a lot of expectation and hype around him. And if he goes dry, even just for a little bit, it's going to be, we spent 60 million. He's on the bench. He can't do anything when he comes off and it's going to be disappointing. And the fact that we spent so much on him. And then my other one, which I, I even hate to say because I love him, but I'm nervous is Basuma. I think Basuma is, is, is one of our better players. Don't get me wrong. I think he's incredible. I think he's going to there's this one is there's a chance there's a chance he struggles to fit into the system episode there's a chance oh my gosh yeah keep going sorry like there's just a chance that like he doesn't bridge that gap like right now with Hoiberg and Bentinker the way that we play Bentinker Bentinker is great at being tricky, being composed, getting the ball and making things happen. Hoybeard's a general who gets stuck in. Basuma's great at both of those things, but I'm nervous that it's going to offset the balance that we have. And I just, I again, I hate to say it because I love Basuma and I want to see him succeed. I want to see him starting. I genuinely do, mm-hmm. but I'm scared. I think, yeah, I think that's a good take. I don't think Basuma, I don't think he starts like, the yeah. first X amount of matches. And I think it's Hoybier, 
and Hoiberg, whatever. Uh, and Benson Kerr, that kind of, I mean, realistically, and Spurs fans are going to hate this. I think this, the 11 that finished against Norwich should start. Bar. I'm all for that. Bar Perisic. Perisic. And then. Uh, our backlog, like our center backs. Yeah. Because Sanchez was playing. Yeah. Uh, gosh, man. Hot takes, man. Hot this takes. is a sauna in here. Uh, <laughs> most goals. Hey. I'm going to go Kane too. And most assists. Son. I'm going to go Kane. Ooh, <laughs> I'm putting all my eggs again. in the Kane basket. <laughs> uh, hey, I'd like to point out last, last season, he didn't get injured for like X amount of games. And I think he's, he's fitter. He looks good, man. He oh, looks he so good. Looks inc- I, I think he's going to win the golden boot this year. I think oh. he's going to win the golden boot, but he's not going to be player of the season for us. I think son, not, ju- not just, on Son having assists, I think he's going to contribute a lot, but also who he is now, and he's he's becoming more of the face of the team. And coming off the back of last year when we were struggling, and he was the one to pull us up, I think he's the fan favorite right now. And if he has most assists, can make a lot happen, can have a few special moments, I think he'll be player of the season. But I think Kane is going to be Golden Boot winner. He looks in incredible form. He really does, and. Just knowing, like, you can, if we're up 3 0 and he scored, I don't know, let's say he scored a hat trick, you can pull him off. Like, Richarlison will come in and he'll, he's going to be like, all right, I got to score. So it's just <laughs> nice to have that depth and competition and training. Um, I would like to make an amendment to my player of the season. Uh, I do think Kane is like, I do think I'd like to see him win player of the season. But I think the player that does, provided he stays healthy, is Romero. Ooh. That's all. I'm, I'm with you on that. I like uh, that. Most red cards. Your player of the season. <laughs> My <laughs> I think player it's of the season, Romero. Romero. I think he's going to go flying in one too many times. I and... think he's going to kill someone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> My answer is not Romero, actually. I think I'm going to go Basuma. Oh, I, I don't know why. I feel like a few of them are going to be tactical, and another time he's just going to absolutely kill someone. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, I don't know why. Season. Yeah, I, I don't think we have too many red cards because I don't think Conte will allow it. No. Um, uh, do you have a prediction for red cards? Is it Romero? Yeah, it's Romero. Um, for me. That's fair. That's pretty I'm, fair. I'm looking forward to seeing it happen too. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. I I don't know, like meanless, meanless Champions League game, like just bucket. Yeah. <laughs> well we've now made the podcast explicit uh that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever uh, Thank you. and lastly most improved do you have a most improved team i know we talked about this a little bit is it the same last... one as is it the same one as mine is it one ryan sessignon it is ryan sessignon yes sir oh. we love to see it a uh, lovely ESP between the lads. Um, yeah, I think Perisic improves him, and he finally like stays healthy, uh, which would be great. Yeah. Um, we we've talked a lot about Richarlison, and I do have a little fun game I like to play with Ian because I've played like three games with Ian today. Uh, Ian, Richarlison is the number nine for Spurs, not counting him. 
Can you name the last seven of the last nine players? Actually, no, no, no. I'll, I'll throw them in there. So Richarlison's one. There you go. Seven of the last 10 players to wear the number nine for Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you got Richarlison. That's your one. Richarlison's one. Vincent Jensen. Two. Soldado. Three. Oh, Mr. Goldberg. You're running out. You're running out. <laughs> Berbatov. Four. Keen. No, Keen was 10, oh. I think. Oh, yeah. Um, was Defoe nine? No, he was 18. I, I, yeah, I was going to say he was something weird. Great it? documentary on the number 18 on Spurs play. God, last last sponsorship for that. It's really good, actually. It's just Defoe and Kane talking. <laughs> Pavlichenko? Pavlichenko. That's five. You got Come two on. more. You got two more. And I know, I know you can get at least one of them. Uh, uh, Gary Lineker? No. Uh, Actually, well, I think Gary oh, Lineker was in there. I just, way, I just included too, the 10 Way too long ago. Ones. Yeah. I just included the 10 Oh, Crouchy. No, nah, Crouchy was 15. <gasps> Man, we are awful at this. Yeah. Uh, Vandevart. Vandevart was 11. Thank man. Just give it to me. Who are the, who are the others? <laughs> All right. Anderton? Less, don't even remember him. You know Anderton. Uh, Les Ferdinand. Yeah. Canute. Raziak. Greg Gorish Raziak. And the one I thought you'd get, Gareth oh, Bale. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Was that when he came back? On loan. He well, was the set. last person to have number nine. Uh, other well, than... Set. Uh, Jansen. Oh, good times. Good times. Fun little game. Yeah, like that. Uh, really quickly, we touched on this when we were talking about the transfer window. Um, but I do want to quote uh, from a new follower, actually, on the okay. podcast. And thanks for letting us use your tweet, my good friend. A quote from THFC Jack 92 What fans are missing is Conte doesn't need superstars in every position, it's not his thing. He needs square pegs for square holes, not world beaters. People always underestimate a Conte window because he doesn't sign 10 messies. It's what Conte can do with the players that counts. And I really like that quote because there seems to be a lot of everyone losing their mind after a 1-0 loss and a friendly to Roma because we didn't have a playmaker. We need to bring in a James Madison or a Zaniolo. But I like to point out, I believe... When I think it was 2017 that Chelsea won uh, the Premier League. I just want to double check. Yes, they did. And Tottenham came in second. Conte signings that window were, and I'm just going to name some off the dome. Uh, Alvaro Morata. Uh, Bakayoko. Uh, Zappa Costa. Rudiger, who was not great his first season. And Emerson, Emerson Palmieri. Yeah. Those take away Rudiger's like rise of stardom. Uh, those are bang average. Bakayoko, yeah. terrible. Um, Zappacost is not even there anymore. He was so bad. Murata is a money laundering scheme. Uh, 
100%. Genuinely, that's my favorite football conspiracy. Uh, (laughs) Emerson's still there, but he was on loan at OL. Like, I did. What's that the year they had Victor Moses as well? Yeah, I think he was a right just like, yeah, like he never played there in his life. And then Conte got him right to be world class there. And people are like, oh my gosh, Parasitch is so old. I know Spurs players, fans aren't saying that, but like, yeah, we're going to be. I know, like we were saying, like third, fourth in that range. We're going to be a lot better than we think we're going to be. We're going to have some meltdowns because we're realistically, we're going to crash out of the Champions League in the group stage or the round of 16. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. But I think we give the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup a good fight. And I think... I'm going to bite my tongue. I think we finish in the top four comfortably. Like I agree. And I think, I think Arsenal, I think Arsenal's in there comfortably too. I, but I, I, it's not like, it's like game week. I don't know, 35 where we're like, all right, it's wrapped up. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's still scenario. Well, Okay. Two, not necessarily hot takes, but hot takes. two things I could see happening. I still could see us finishing above Liverpool. I, I just there's something in me that says we can be more consistent. I think Liverpool still has an incredible, like their starting eleven is great. As great as Kane and Son are, I think like head to toe, Liverpool, like you like starting eleven wise. Dy- yeah, starting yeah, with yeah. Yourself, Van Dyke, Robertson, Alexander Arnold, Matisse was world class last year. Yeah, Panate was amazing when he played last year too. Like, it, they still have that squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luzmane is big. I could see us finishing above them if they if they trip up a little bit. I, as crazy as this is, I could see Holland throwing off City's style, and I could see us being so consistent. And Conte just drilling in like just pure determination and consistency across the board that there's a chance we could sneak it this year. I'm not, I, I would, oh. I would, I would give it a zero point, a not point, not one percent chance, but it's a percent chance that could be there. Listeners, Ian said hot take, and he just said there's a small chance, very small, minuscule chance that we win the league this year. That is, that is a Dutch oven take. Like that <laughs> is so much hotter than you expected. Uh, I'll, I'll one up that. I think if Bernardo Silva leaves City, like they're gonna fall apart a little bit. And little bit. I don't know, Pep Guardiola's contract is like twenty twenty five or something like that. Um, I'm looking it up right now, and I'm trying to delay time. Uh, it goes until, oh no, that's not right. Um, yeah. 2025. Like, I don't know. I think he sticks it out through the end of the contract, but let's say he wins it this year. And I don't don't know. There's just always a chance and Pochettino comes in. It's a small chance. (laughs) Small chance. Exactly. It's a small chance. I'm not putting any money on that. I like it though. I like it. Yeah. It's there. It's, you it's floating around there. Dream big, and if you miss, shoot for the moon. You're going to land amongst the stars if you miss, whatever. 
that was the butchering of a quote. Um, and we have, we have one question uh, from lovely fan base, Zach at the THFC. Thank you so much for another question. Uh, he said, Conte's been talking up Daugherty a lot uh, and comparing him to Perisic. I know he wasn't fantastic versus Roma, but he was on the end slash nearly on the end of a number of crosses. Could see him linking up with Ivan Perisic well. When everyone is fully fit, I think he's our first choice right wing back. What are your thoughts? Just based on, I'm kind of with it. Mm -hmm. Like the injury last season was so unfortunate because he was coming into his own. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was the player we signed from Wolves. He finally showed up, and he, I'm I'm here to see it. Yeah, no, I think I think about his like Bergvine's uh, double against Leicester, like for the first goal, Darty got like taken out clothesline in midair and was able to chest the ball to Bergvine, and then I think about. Kane's goal versus Everton. I think it was like the fourth or fifth goal at home, but Darty like just layered in a beautiful lofting cross. And I think that we've talked about this, I think in like the first or second episode, but like Perisic and Darty whipping balls in from that, I'm going to call it the half space. Cause I think that's right. And just to each other, like, yeah, it's big cross field, right. Switches. And then like, like what Zach was just saying there, we saw it a lot towards the end of last season where mm-hmm. one wing back crosses the ball in, goes past Son, uh, goes past Kane, goes past Son or Kulisevsky, whoever right. goes past the striker, and then the winger, and then that full back has been gut-busting Bombing. run yeah. down all the way and gets on the end of it. Again, stays fit, no injuries. Dr. and Perisic could be linking up quite a bit. Right. And I think about like Regulon's multiple chances that he had last season where he was in front of goal and he just lost his shooting boots. Like imagine if that's Perisic, like, yeah. Oh, that feels good. Um, I will say, I think Darty starts the first third, fourth of the season. I think it's kind of a betting in for Spence. I, I don't think he's the starting right wing back that everyone else thinks he is. I think it becomes more of a rotational option. Um, so I think eventually Spence maybe reclaims that spot. Uh, I think it all depends on who we're playing. I think if it's Chelsea, yeah. I think Darty plays. But I don't know. Like Lucas Mora for if you need more in attacking. Come yeah. off the bench at some point. <laughs> Bring Adama Traore home and maybe he just runs train on the wings. Um, <clears throat> no, it's... It's an exciting season ahead. Uh, Southampton is first. It's going to be a good match. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I what's your what's your prediction for that first game? I'm going to go three zero. I think Southampton Big. have a lot of new young players. I don't think they're ready at home. First full season of. Conte, that's going to be brutal. What about you? Yeah, I I see it being 2-0 or 2-1. I think it's going to – I agree with you. I think Southampton's going to really, really struggle this year. I think they're going to be towards relegation. They're going to be flirting with it. They're not going to get relegated, but they'll be down there the whole season. 
Um, but they they love to press. They love constant pressure. First game of the season, everybody's got their legs. It's going to be a lot of energy. They're going to be looking to prove themselves. I think it's not going to be as easy as if we played them midway through the season. Right. Um, but I think I think we win. I think we win. I'm not going to say comfortably. I'm going to say we're going to win, and there's not going to be a question about it, but it's going to be a tough-fought win. Just a reminder, we lost last season's match 3-2 to two, uh, off of basically the exact same play of Ward Prowse getting at the edge of the box, crossing it into whomever. Yeah, um, they'll get a free kick and he'll score, and that'll be their one. Exactly. Oh, that's a good point. Um, just for the game, no Basuma, no Richarlison, no Ollie Skip, potentially no Ben Davies. Uh, we'll end with this, Ian. Right now, what's your starting 11 for the Southampton match? Starting 11. Well, we can just say Lurice is in the net. There's no yep. question about that. Um, so I'm going to start in the back. It's going to be Perisic, Longley, Dyer, and Romero. I don't think – I think there's a chance Sanchez comes in for Longley. Um, but I don't know. I would, I would like to believe we give him the shot for skin and then right back could be Doherty. I, I'd like to see Doherty play just to see if he's come back from his injury, but based on the end of last season, it could be Emerson as well. Um, I'll, I'll say Doherty, uh, Bentoncourt, Hoybeard, Son, Kane, Kulisevsky. Yeah. I think that's spot on. I, I, I swear to God, if it's Emerson not darty i'm gonna lose my mind uh i, I would like to add there potentially no basuma that he had a knock i don't think conte risks him uh but that does leave our bench at um pape montasar alfie divine um, divine intervention halfway through the game oh harry winks like you know <laughs> i i don't even think winks makes the bench i know we made that joke I think he'd be more inclined to put on like Harvey White mm. on the bench. Mm. I, I, I don't think I don't think Regulon and Dombele, Lacelso or Winks makes the bench. The players he wants to move on just aren't going to be there. Right. And that's if Longley and uh Parasich start, that's four, no, three um new signings that aren't going to start. Um two actually might just be two on the bench of Spence. And um, oh my gosh, Forster. yeah, Forster, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a bare bench. We'll see. Um, we'll see. It's gonna be a fun match. Uh, we will come back to you all a day or two, whatever, after the uh, match. We'll review it and we'll look forwards towards the battle at the bridge uh, against Chelsea. Ian, is there anything else you'd like to add? This was. An incredible episode full of hot takes. Hot takes. It was so fun. I'm so excited for this weekend. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Have a good night.